It's time for the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our theme music is Fruit of the Louvre, provided by Flick composer-producer Howard Eddy. Stay tuned, because it's on now. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. The Tom Sumner Programme. Have you lost your job and your health care coverage due to COVID-19? You're not alone, and Genesee Health Plan can help. I called, and they provided health care enrollment over the phone with Medicaid, HealthCare.gov, and Genesee Health Plan. They made sure I had access to doctor visits, my prescriptions, and more. Getting health care coverage can be confusing. You don't have to do it alone. Get help with GHP. Call 844-232-7740 or go to GeneseeHealthPlan.org. We're in this together, and together we'll get through it. Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Tom Sumner, your host. we got a great show uh, in store to kick off this uh, this new year, 2021, uh, coming up in the third half of our three-hour tour, we're going to talk about uh, resilience and healing um, in the aftermath of one of the California wildfires from a stay-at-home mom turned author of a book called Home, a story of resilience and healing. Anyway, that's uh, coming up, uh, as I mentioned, in the third half of our three-hour tour. That's Carrie Lee Barnes. And uh, in the second hour, we're uh, going to talk with uh, author Ruha Benjamin about her book called The New Gym Code. But first, joining me by phone is um, an award-winning diversity, equality, and inclusion expert who has uh, written a uh, book called Optimists Always Win. thought that'd be a great way to start out the new year with uh, author Kimberly S. Reed, who joins me by phone. Kimberly, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Tom. Thank you so much for having me. It's wonderful to be here. Happy New Year to you. Thank you. And you are indeed optimistic. And I was going to start out, um, actually, Kimberly, if you don't mind, I'm going to be the devil's advocate a little bit. People Please. were so glad to get rid of 2020. <laughs> and over over the long, you know, three-day, four-day New Year's weekend, people put a lot of energy into you know, just just putting 2020 behind us and looking forward to 2021, and we start 2021, and yet there is still COVID. People are still at home, and 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 what do you say to those people that wake up and go? But wait, nothing has really changed. I know. In time, it's funny. Every every we wake up on we wake up on New Year's Day, actually, right? So let's usually, go back yeah, to New Year's Day, right? And we say. Okay, now the world is going to be totally different because it is a new day, 
right? Because that's what our minds are, you know, that's what our minds are, 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 are programmed to reset, right? See, we Just did that in 2019, <laughs> and look what happened. <laughs> I know. People are nervous. People are nervous. People are saying, people are saying, wait a minute, I need to see a trailer of 2021 before I get all excited about it, right? And, but right. <laughs> but, but we can't do that because, see, the lessons of 2020 are our greatest blessings. There is, a, there is power in our survival. We are here now. Yes, we still have a global pandemic. Yes, there are a significant amount of people without a job. Unemployment benefits are, have run out for people. Um, you know, and the list goes on, right? Because when we woke up, we thought all this was going to disappear. But what is, what is happening for us is that there is a new energy because restrictions are being lifted, right, in some states. And there's a new energy within us, new intentions. I, you know, it, it's funny. I'm just well, and asking. the hope attached to the uncovering and releasing of not just one, but multiple vaccines that will soon right. be available. A absolutely. So, see, so see, Tom, you're being you look. You're speaking optimism already, right? Because because see, just as I am asking you to realize that you can power through this once again. It is really time to pivot into 2021. Yes, and, and it's going to take, though, a mental shift. We've taken our hits, no question about it. We are going to continue <laughs> to take hits. Kimberly, I but have the, a friend who, who used to like to joke, um, at least I think he was joking, and he'd say, why is my life so much tougher than everybody else's? <laughs> yeah. and, no, it's not. It, and, it really is not. It, and that, that kind of leads into, and this is kind of what I was hoping to get at, because your book does this, um, is how do we go from, oh, no, it's happening again, to I got this? Yeah. So I'm glad you asked that. I'm glad you said that, Tom. Because, see, listen, I, I, I came up with, in, my, in the book, Optimists Always Win, I came up with 10 discouragement eliminators. Right. And so I want to give you one of them. So I, so we can make the connection here. And one of those discouragement eliminators in the book, there are 10, but one of them is called unlocking your yes. And so what I mean by that is if an individual wants to be a person that empowers others, right. To live their best lives, it has to start with us. Right. In order to help others be happy, we know this, we have to be happy happy with ourselves, right? But whoever we want to be, we have to walk we have to walk in life with the with that person that practices that level of thinking. So we're so also one of the things that we have to think about is this. We in 2020, we have all faced trials, no question about it. We just talked about that, Tom. But one of the things that we have to understand is what I'm asking also people to do with unlocking their yes is also another discouragement eliminator, which is looking in the power of your rear view. And that means 
I want you all to look back for a moment and see what you have went through in 2020. But 2020 was not the worst year for some people. The reason why I wrote this book, Tom, is because 2020 was far from the worst year in my life. You know, it's funny you say that, Kimberly, because I had in in many ways a similar experience. I've had, you know, some challenges through the year, as as many people have. But I actually started out the year with a plan to work from home. And, mm -hmm. And so I, you know, closed down the studio I had and moved all the gear home and set up a studio and started doing the show from home. So weeks before people were ordered to stay at home, and it became the norm, it was already what I was planning to do. So I didn't feel as put out or inconvenienced as a lot of people did. Absolutely. And so here's the other thing about that, what you just said, Tom. You're absolutely right. We have, in 2020, we, we have become more innovative, right, more creative with technology, if you look on social media, you see what people have done with the holidays, right? Oh, I saw, I saw how bad those Zoom meetings were and broadcasts <laughs> from network anchors' basements. And, you know, some of that was pretty rotten the first couple of weeks. It, it was, but we, got, but we got the swing of it. Because what happens exactly. is that we take, we take the lessons as we talked about. And we turn them into our blessings. See, life, when life changes, life changes, right? When our faith in the future is stronger than our fear of the past. And one of the, and because pain, global pandemic, people, people, if they really thought about this, for some 2020 was the worst year. But for most, it wasn't. Everybody has a rock bottom. We know that. Everyone does. But I'm asking people to look in the power of their rear view, which I talk about in the book, and think about what it took for you to pivot, what it took for you to survive, what it took for you, the fortitude, the grit, the perseverance, everything you had that it took for you to stand tall, that's what you're going to need now more than ever. Because 2020, yes, was bad. But I know previously or in previous years, we've gotten through worse. And we just have to take those ingredients of life that we walk through and use them for now. Because it is a new year. And there are new opportunities, new possibilities, because, Tom, there are no greater deceivers in life than comfort and easy. How do you deal with the things that are that are going on now? It's one thing to be optimistic about the future it's, and, and to dismiss the things in the past and, and look through the rearview mirror and say, well, I got past all that. But when things are going on, um, very often people become uh, sort of, um, what's, what's the word I'm looking for, just basically stopped in their tracks by what's yeah. happening now. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes, they 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 are. They they are. And and don't get me and don't get me wrong, Tom, because we talked about this at the top of the hour. <clears throat> that twenty twenty one is a new year, but we are not in new circumstances, right? Right. Because the global pandemic, we talked about all of that. It is still here. Life circumstances and the seasons, they're closer, they're much closer than they appear, right? When we woke up on 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 the new year. But what we have to think about is once again is the strength that that fortitude, right? That creativity, that that level of optimism when people dis- when just what you described, Tom, when you said, "Kim, I'm working from home," right? But that transition is not easy for a lot of people because they have children at home. They have, you know, they, maybe their homes are not virtually ready, right? Their offices are not virtually ready. But one of the things that we have to do when we use our rear view, it not only reminds us of our strength and tenacity and the lessons we learned, but it, it able, we're able to continue, that's the key, continue to walk through life's triumphs and valleys because we did it before. That's what I want to get to people to understand. Because in these, within these 10 eliminators, I had to walk through each one of them, Tom. When I hit life's rock bottom, and life's rock bottom for me was not 2020. It was 2012. When my mother, my Shiro, my best friend in the whole wide world, for 45 days, she was in the hospital. My mother, before she transitioned, and watching that, and she didn't suffer at all. That's but, good. But no, and I, I'm thankful for that. But I also am seeing now in COVID people having to die alone because they can't, their families cannot be with them. I could not have fathomed me not being with my mother when she transitioned. So there's another discouragement eliminator when you think about thankfulness, and it's called the practicing gratitude. Sometimes it is so hard to do, I couldn't think of the word gratitude when my mother died. It was the most excruciating pain that I have ever felt in my life. Kimberly, I, I have to take a, uh, a short break here, um, and but I want to talk some more. Can you stick around for a few minutes? Absolutely, absolutely. All right, absolutely. My, my guest is uh, Kimberly S. Reed, an award-winning diversity, equality, and inclusion expert and the author of a new book that's perfect for the new year, Optimists Always Win. If you're listening to us on WFOV 92.1 LPFN, FM in Flint. They are a broadcast service of the Flint Odyssey House Spectacle Productions and my good friend Paul Hearing. We're going to let them squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us at TomSumnerProgram.com, we have some messages as well. So don't touch that dial. Don't click that mouse. We'll be back with more of the Tom Sumner Program right after this. Hello out there, everybody. It's me, Tigger. T-I-double-G-R. That spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner program on account of because he's so bouncy. <laughs> 
I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. Wearing a mask helps prevent the spread of COVID-19. Wear your mask correctly. Wash your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds before putting on your mask. Holding the ear loops or ties, make sure the mask covers your nose and mouth and secure it around your chin. Try to fit it snugly against the sides of your face. Make sure you can breathe easily and keep the mask on the entire time you're in public. To learn more, visit cdc.gov slash coronavirus. Hi, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. If you like talk radio that makes you think without telling you what to think, check out our whole show weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern at TomSumnerProgram.com. Selected segments are also available on this and other radio stations, but you can hear us anytime. Daily editions of the Tom Sumner Program repeat online all day and night on the show's website. Past shows can be found in the website archives. My long-format interviews with New York Times best-selling authors, photographers, and writers from National Geographic, as well as artists, musicians, candidates, and elected officials are made possible by listeners like you. Support the Tom Sumner Program and Civilized Talk Radio. Visit our website at TomSumnerProgram.com and become a member. You can make a one-time gift or become a sustaining patron by taking the link to the Tom Sumner Program Patreon page. Thanks for listening and thanks for your support. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Imagine a journey down a picturesque river. Imagine your Flint River, 142 miles of recreation, natural beauty, and precious resources. The Flint River is a vital resource that is available for all to use and enjoy. The river and its ecosystem provide unlimited recreational opportunities and natural beauty while supporting wildlife in a vibrant landscape. We all have a responsibility to protect and preserve this precious resource. Learn more at FlintRiver.org or call the Flint River Watershed Coalition at 810-767-6490. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner Program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. TomSumnerProgram.com TomSumnerProgram.com
This is Congressman Dan Kildee, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. And welcome back, everybody. We continue now my conversation with the author of a uh, new book, Perfect for the New Year, called Optimists Always Win. Her name is uh, Kimberly S. Reed. She joins me by phone. Kimberly, welcome back, and thanks for sticking around. Oh, are you kidding me? This is wonderful. Thank you, Tom, so much for having me, and thank you for all of the work that you are doing and, and also just showcasing so many authors in, in books. This is wonderful because reading is one of, I don't make New Year's resolutions, but I will tell you, I am <laughs> definitely increasing um, uh, my, my genre of books this year, for sure, that I'm reading. Yeah, I, I, I wished I'd uh, um, avoided that that fallback that I always have. I'm waiting for the movie to come out. Uh, I, I sh- you know, it's it's funny when you know when you go through a transition like we are from 2020 to 2021, and you're looking back over the year, especially this year with so much time spent at home, and all of mm-hmm. the things I might have accomplished, and and it's it's a great place to start and say, well, why not do it this year? That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, before we before break, you know, Tom, I was, you know, I, I was telling telling you. Yeah, I wanted story. to go. I wanted to go back to that, Kimberly, because you were talking about yeah. your experience when your mother passed. And I think yeah. that was what, 2012. Yeah. And yeah. And you were comparing it to some of the suffering that people went through because of covid and and the people who had died alone and you you'd made an interesting comparison there and and then didn't get a chance to to complete your thought so if you want to pick it up there by all means oh yes sure no 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 i thank you thank you tom um the reason why i say that is because i don't want people to think that i have this bowl of sugar right in this book or that i have this bowl of sugar that my life has been so the magic yes it's not. These discouragement eliminators come with my walk from when my mother died in 2012, which I started to, ex- which I was explaining that I understand what people are going through who've lost loved ones, parents through COVID. But what I, what I would not, what I cannot imagine, Tom, is having my mom have gone through that alone. And, you know, one of the discouragement eliminators we were talking about was gratitude. And I was being very honest with you that gratitude did not even, that word didn't surface in my mouth when my mother died, after my mother died. And I said to myself that, you know, why am I having going to have gratitude when all of this is happening around me? My mother, my best friend, God answered her prayer and not mine. Why am I going to be thankful that I no longer have a mother? Why am I going to be thankful that I'm living and my mother isn't? And I had to, over a course of several weeks, because shortly after that time, I was diagnosed with stage two breast cancer. Mm. And that's in my rear view, right? It's eight years ago, um, meaning the cancer, I am, I'm wonderful. I'm living, I'm thriving, but my mother is no longer here. And so I had to think about 
when gratitude resurfaced or that that word that feeling resurfaced in my life having an attitude of gratitude is really a continuum of appreciation for all the blessings and the obstacles that we experience in our life. Most people um, who live a life of gratitude are thankful for both because the bad prepares us to be better and also for our future greatness. For me, how did my mother's tragic tragedy, how did that death prepare me? I'll tell you. Who knew that I was going to be diagnosed with breast cancer shortly after my mother died? But what got me through was watching her examples of how to go through with grace, with strength, with unyielding faith, with the power to persevere in her darkest hours. She was helping other people. The nurses were in her room. And every time I would go, we would, uh, my dad and I would go up and see her. Uh, we would leave and come back, but we would come back in the evening purposefully and spend the rest of the night with her. And one evening we came back and no nurses were on the, on the floor, Tom, because all of them were in my mother's room and my mom. They were having Bible study and they were just talking about life. And my mom, although was not feeling bad and didn't know she was going to die, but in that moment she cared about people more than she cared about herself. And that's powerful. And when I saw that in her, I said, Kim, I have to believe that the future can be better than the present. And that's what I want all of us to understand, that all of us have the power. We have the talent and the ability to make things, to make it happen and to make it through. And I'm just asking you to refuel your optimism authentically by looking in your rear view by thinking about your gratitude. And finally, Tom, if we can talk about discouragement eliminator number five, one of my favorites, faith at the speed of light. What do you think about that title? <laughs> well, I, it's funny you mentioned titles because I was going to um, flip your title on you a little bit um, because the book says optimists always win yet I'm reminded of an old adage uh, that you can't win them all you can't you're absolutely right so, so what, what do you say to you know to, to people who juxtapose those two concepts uh, you know how do you always win when you can't win them all so I, I didn't win when my mother passed away. I prayed every night, every day, every moment, every second time that my mother's cancer would not take over her body, that she would not leave me. And she did. I didn't win. I don't have a mother anymore. People who've lost their family members do not have their family members, do not have their loved ones anymore. Some people's memory of their mothers are on 
technology or FaceTime or how the hospital connected them together before they transitioned. So no, you don't always win. But you 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 don't win the battle. But you you win through your through how you pivot. And for me, winning and when I say optimists always win, and I am luckily to be here with you talking with you from stage two breast cancer, then it metastasized to stage four, and I wasn't supposed to be here. But one thing I learned from my mother, many things, but through your question, is that my mom had unyielding faith. And her examples of that level of faith helped me walk through my journey. So faith at the speed of light and optimists always winning, even when you think you haven't, is defined by never knowing what storms are going to be awaiting us. But we have to be ready with unyielding faith and our strength to be able to walk through each season courageously and optimistically. There is power in our survival time. There is power in our attitude. And every reader that reads this book, not only is there reflective exercises and for us to help us reflect and think about where we've been, but going to the optimist that always wins, you're going to win either by your attitude, by you still standing, or by you having the fortitude to move through. Because how, in life, go ahead. How do, we, how do we look through, how do we see through the things that seemingly paralyze us? Yeah. I'm glad, that's an interesting word you said that, because fear cripples us, right? We've heard that before. Yeah. And it does. And it does. No question about it. And things paralyze us. And what I will tell people is that, Tom, you have to let it paralyze you for a minute. And you're probably, you probably didn't expect an optimist to say that. But I, if I did not, if I wasn't stopped in my tracks when my mother transitioned, meaning how I walked through the grief, right? Right. I, if I didn't, if I, if I wasn't stopped in my tracks, if I wasn't paralyzed for that moment, I wouldn't have been able to have the testimony and to have this conversation with you. Because when you're paralyzed in that moment, I ask people, quiet your soul. And the reason why I say that is because to fulfill one's purpose, and to stay optimistic. And when life paralyzes us, overwhelms us, getting quiet. And I'm not saying just through meditation. Now, those are great things because they bring you peace, joy, and insight into the situation, especially when you are frozen in time. But it does give us time 
to think about how are we going to move forward when the when that when that fear when that when that when we're not crippled anymore because we do Tom we can't stay there I couldn't stay there I lost a parent I have to focus on what would my mother's legacy need to be? I had to, people who are crippled with fear probably right now who are not working, they don't know how to feed their families. They have to, we can be crippled for a short period of time, but you cannot stay there because it becomes a habit. And then it becomes contagious to everyone who surrounds you. So it is important that you're able to get quiet, to understand what is happening around you. And it is okay to be crippled for a moment. But you have to under, you have to think and look within of that fortitude that you used to have when you walked through something worse. Kimberly, if you don't mind my asking, um what was it that uh, that ultimately took your mother's life? Oh yes, I don't mind at all, um, because uh, that's where that's why um, the Porsche. Um, that's why the book world. All of the book royalties are going to cancer research. Um, my mother um, passed away of leukemia. Mm. So, yes. So for forty five days, Tom, um, she was she she went to the hospital because my mom was a runner. And she, um, you know, she worked out, did kickboxing, all that, very healthy. And, um, and this was her second bout with cancer. And um, we thought it was, we, her knee swelled up. And we thought, uh-oh, you know, mom twisted something, et cetera. And um, it wasn't, unfortunately. It was um, the, the onset of the leukemia progressing in her body. And for 45 days, um, when she, I think, I'm thankful, as I mentioned earlier, that, you know, she didn't suffer. I, I thank God for that. She didn't suffer because I probably wouldn't be able still to talk to you this way about her life at that, in these last 45 days. But it was so powerful to me because, you know, when, when you, she didn't know she was going to die. I, I had to protect her from that. I was the liaison between her and the doctor. My dad, um, we are, we're a small family um, of three, and um, my dad and my mother were married for 46 years before my mother passed away, and I wanted to be the liaison between the doctor and my mother. And so, you know, during those 45 days, my mom had induction chemotherapy, which is a chemotherapy that you have for 24 hours straight for seven days. And to try to eliminate the cancer um, or the progression of it. And it didn't work. And we were hopeful that it did, um, but it didn't. And my mom knew none of this um, because, again, I wanted my mom to only focus on getting better and my mom's unyielding faith. That's why I named one of the discouragement eliminators having faith at the speed of light. Because my mother, in her darkest, darkest hour, had the most powerful faith 
that I knew. The doctors, Tom, said to my dad and I that it was very hard every day to diagnose or to to see if my mom was in any pain because she trusted God that much. That's 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 a, that's a, whew, I I don't I I don't I if I had that portion of faith back then that my mother did. Uh, I wow, it's it's that that takes an extraordinary person to do that and to choose that level of optimism instead of being bitter or being angry that they're in this space. Why me? Right, right, right. And 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 Tom, when October twenty eighth, when I had my mammogram, yearly mammogram, and. When they came and said to me, Miss Reed, would you, could you please um, stick around? I just want to do some more testing. We see something concerning. And at that moment, you know, I, I thought, okay, you know, maybe people around me, my girlfriends around me thought, uh-oh, she's going to cry and break down. But when you lose a parent, Tom, especially a mother, for a while, a long time, I was numb to a lot of things, even the diagnosis of cancer. And when the doctor, my oncologist told me that I had it metastasized to my liver, to the tip of my liver, didn't go into the functionality, thank goodness, that, wow, I, you know, he said, Kim, you're taking this very well. And I said, well, Dr. Mincer, can you fix it? And he said, yes, we can fix this. I said, okay. Because Tom, my mother, we couldn't fix it. But And, and I want to underscore something you alluded to a moment ago and, and let listeners know that all the book royalties uh, from this book, Optimists Always Win, are uh, being donated to the American Cancer Society, AstraZeneca, Hope Lodge in Philadelphia, and to a uh, premier academic research institution for integrated breast cancer, uh, the, the fund and patient care. Yes. Oh, absolutely. The reason why I did that is, um, well, because this book is written, this, the book came alive in my spirit three years ago because of my mother. So this book is dedicated to her um, and to my two grandmothers because without them, there wouldn't I, I could not be. And the reason why I chose those two charities um, is because one, um, the uh, American Cancer Society, the Philadelphia Hope Lodge, is um, a lodge where families stay who have a terminally ill family member, a loved one, and. I know how important that is because my mom was in the hospital for 45 days. And I'm so thankful that my mom had a great hospital. She was at a, a great hospital in Connecticut. That's where I'm from. And, you know, my, my, my parents lived 10 minutes from the hospital. So, you know, I, it was easy for us to go back and forth every day. But, you know, but, Tom, everybody doesn't have that luxury. Some people have to fly their loved ones to the best care. And so with that comes an expense of hotels and all of that. And the Hope Lodge is a place just that. It's, you know, free for families and they have great resources. And as you know, many nonprofits were hit um, during the pandemic. And um, the Hope Lodge was one of them. 
even though it's connected to the Cancer Society, um, American Cancer Society, it was hit. And so for the life of the book, um, all the, a portion of the proceeds will always go to the Hope Lodge to ensure that it is always functioning for people, um, for families. And the other, um, the other portion of the book royalties is, are going to the hospital where I was treated. And um, the doctors there were amazing. It's cutting-edge research. Um, and I want other people to know who walk through breast cancer, cancer, a terminal illness, that you can, you can, it's not always a death sentence. Yes, my mother is no longer here with me. But, but you're are, here with me. Yes, I am, Tom, and I'm thankful of that. And so that's why, and, and that's why I wanted to make sure that this book blesses people. I want people, I, I hope it blesses people who read it. I want it to bless people who, who are buying it to help me bless other people to, with more funding and research. So, you know, not just the discouragement eliminators that we've talked a few uh, talked about a few and there are 10. There are 10 just, and we only got to 2. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but that's okay because people have to buy the book right to read the to read the rest and also for them to know that it's going that their book that the purchase of their book is going to such great causes for families and people who are suff- who who are suffering or who are walking through um, a very dark time in their in in their lives, but you know who are reaching for that optimism um, as well. Well, Kimberly, we need to wrap it up, but I always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about what we've been talking about. Um, obviously, uh, the book is uh, "Optimists Always Win: Unlocking the Power to Reach Life's." C-suite. We didn't even get to talk about the C-suite. Um, but uh, um, do you have a website where people can uh, find out more yes. about you and the book uh, and so on? Yes, yes, yes. So, so funny you say that, Tom. I know that we're running short for time, but I wanted to say this because you said C-suite because I want people, that's the byline, right? The C-suite, I just want people to think about this for a moment. You think about big global organizations, right? You think about CEOs, of these organizations and where they sit in their office. That is the C-suite. But life at, at our life, defining our C-suite is reaching the level of happiness, peace, optimism, wisdom, and growth that we, that we reach going through our life's lessons. So we'll talk more about that another time, but okay. I just wanted to give people an idea about that. But how you find me is Kimberly S. Reed. Um, Optimists always win. You can, when you Google it, you're going to see all the information that comes up about the book, about me, about our website, and you can go to, and also you can buy them at at Amer, um, at Amazon. They're there right now, waiting for all of you to purchase at Amazon and at Barnes and Noble, and where all books are sold. So I hope that. I hope that everyone picks up a copy. I hope that, I pray you enjoyed this book. Um, it was a joy for me to write it. Um, I had to go really deep in my soul to 
to a time where it wasn't. Hi, this is We're out of time. Kimberly, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. If you are sick with COVID-19 or think you might have it, take steps to help protect other people from getting sick. Stay home except to get medical care. Call the doctor before visiting. Separate yourself from others who live with you. Wear a mask to protect others. Cover your coughs and sneezes with a tissue and clean your hands right away. Avoid sharing items with other people in your home. This includes things like towels and bedding. Be sure dishes are washed in hot water or the dishwasher before anyone else uses them. Stay aware of how you feel. If you start to have difficulty breathing or if you are worried about your health, call your doctor. For more tips, visit cdc.gov. Hi, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. If you like talk radio that makes you think without telling you what to think, check out our whole show weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern at TomSumnerProgram.com. Selected segments are also available on this and other radio stations, but you can hear us anytime. Daily editions of the Tom Sumner Program repeat online all day and night on the show's website. Past shows can be found in the website archives. My long-format interviews with New York Times best-selling authors, photographers and writers from National Geographic, as well as artists, musicians, candidates, and elected officials are made possible by listeners like you. Support the Tom Sumner Program and Civilized Talk Radio. Visit our website at TomSumnerProgram.com and become a member. You can make a one-time gift or become a sustaining patron by taking the link to the Tom Sumner Program Patreon page. Thanks for listening and thanks for your support. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make. Throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond. Where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air. Where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums. Where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses. And where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County. Where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at Michigan.org. Those hands, no matter whose they are, can spread the germs of many common diseases. That's why I want you to realize how important it is to keep hands clean, to wash them regularly and always before meals with Life Boy, which not only removes dirt, but helps to remove germs. Teach the children this habit. Form it yourself. Always use Life Boy for hands and face as well as the bath. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. The Tom Sumner Program.com The Tom Sumner Program.com
Hey, this is First Ward City Councilman Eric Mays, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. So do you feel it? You all got a heart beating inside your chest? That means you can feel the music, you can feel the rhythm. What a difference a day made. 24 little hours. Under the sunshine and the flowers. Well, there you still be raining. My yesterday was Get, 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 get
of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. management here for being so nice to me. He gave me a lovely dressing room, a nail. <laughs> I just came back from London. I was there for a month. Six hours difference to sleep and I haven't slept yet. My timing is still off. I sit down, eat, I get sexy. I go to bed, I get hungry. <laughs> oh, that Hollywood is murder. The doctors, oh, those doctors. I went, to, I went to one while he was examining me. He grabbed me by the wallet and he said, cough. <laughs> Wonderful doctor. Gave a man six months to live, couldn't pay his bill, gave him another six months. <laughs> doctor called a lady, Mrs. Cohn, your check came back. She says, yes, sort of my arthritis. Little man, little man walks in the doctor and says, Doctor, I have a ring in my ear. What will I do? He says, Don't answer. <laughs> I 
man walked in the doctor. He said, you're going to live to be 60. He said, I am 60. what I tell you. Man goes to the doctor. He says, doctor, I'm having trouble at home with my love life. What will I do? He said, take off 20 pounds. Run 10 miles a day. Man calls him two weeks later. Doc, took off the 20 pounds. I've been running 10 miles a day. Well, how's your love life? I don't know. I'm 140 miles away. <laughs> I went to the doctor. I said, Doc, it hurts when I do that. He says, don't do that. He says, get undressed, I'll examine you. I'm standing there naked. He says, go over the window, stick your tongue out the window. I said, for what? He said, I'm mad at my neighbor. The doctor puts a stethoscope to my heart. I said, Doc, how do I stand? He said, that's what puzzles me. I said, Doc, my foot hurts. What'll I do for it? He said, limp. <laughs> he says to me, you're pregnant. I says, how does a man get pregnant? The usual way, a little wine, a little dinner. <laughs> man goes to a psychiatrist. He says, nobody talks to me. He says, next. <laughs> Another fellow goes to a psychiatrist. He says, you're crazy. He says, I want a second opinion. You're ugly, too. <laughs> There's a whole new world today. Ethnic jokes. They're around today. They have a new this was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program. You pilots, get off my lawn! We're trying to do a radio show down here. It's a Tom Sumner program, don't you know? Go on. Go on, get out of here. <laughs>